Welcome to module number 20, Duality. Part of the story of existing in the third dimension is the story of polarity. We are all living the reality of this story. In this story, we each exist as one polarity, masculine or feminine, in many aspects of our life. We may be born into a physically female or male body, we may act out as feminine or masculine in other areas of our lives. We are also experiencing duality in the form of light and dark, good and bad, up and down, in and out, and all the other ways in which we can experience the opposites of third dimensional duality. In our spirit form, there is no masculine or feminine. There is no good or bad. There is no light or dark. We simply are without these definitions. Yet all of these opposites are part of our total experience. The universe is filled with stars and black holes, yet if we were living in the consciousness of oneness, the black holes and the stars would be one entity. Our lightness and darkness is the same. In oneness, we are everything. We do not experience the separation of ourself from anything else. We choose to separate into polarity to explore this third dimensional world because it offers a perspective. It is like a way of stepping outside of ourselves and seeing what else we can know about ourselves. If you were in the middle of a huge force of gravity, of both a black hole that swallows light and a sun that emits light, you would have a hard time focusing on anything else but the processes you were experiencing. Consciousness is the same. We need to be in just one state to experience a singular experience fully. This is why you've come to be a person and have forgotten so much about oneness. You cannot experience this state fully while being distracted by all the other possibilities of state. Consciousness must separate from a situation to witness the experience fully. Not unlike the advice we can give a friend because we can clearly view their problems from afar. But as we all know, it is harder to have such perspective with our own problems while we're right in the middle of them. Consciousness must separate from itself to explore why it is the way it is. We are all the manifestation of this learning. We are this exploration in action. You can think about exploring our polarity then as part of our collective divine purpose. The polarities can be most easily understood when we think about them as yin and yang, female or male energies. Just like a sun, we have inward directing forces, yin, that are always in a sacred dance of trying to achieve balance with our outward flowing forces, yang. In a sun, when these forces get out of balance, the sun dies. The same is true for human life. When someone uses too much of their yang energy, they burn out. They have given too much away. When they take too much energy in, their body slows down, too heavy to function the way it should. Like a black hole, this literally sucks the light out of life. No wonder we often refer to this as a dark night of the soul. In our nature, we always have to have this balance. At a larger social scale, we ebb and flow between the polarities as well. I particularly enjoyed the work of Margaret Adler in her book Drawing Down the Moon, where she talks about some of this social flow in terms of the rise of women in power and their destruction around the times of the witch trials when society became very masculine. 
Right now, society is still very masculine, but only in 2012 did many tribal elders on the planet recognise it is now time society moves towards the feminine once more. Right now, society is sick with a masculine polarity. We have outputted so much we are aching. Most people are burnt out and expecting more from empty places within, void of energy and motivation. They are sick in mind, emotion and spirit. They feel destroyed. They hate their lives. They have lost touch with the meaning of them and feel like robots on a conveyor belt of life doing the same thing every day for no benefit, joy or reason. One of my dear friends terms society sheeple or sheep people, inferring we're like a herd of mindless animals. We follow what is in front of us most of the time, never wondering where we're heading. For many, it feels like this. This kind of blind faith causes the destruction of our world. While we remain fixed on only the moment in front of us, we cannot see what lies beyond it. So in a way, we are required to become aware of the oneness of our nature while being in this polarised energy to save ourselves. This allows us to remember the bigger picture of things while we fully experience the moment we are in. Take, for example, the way most people feel right now. We need to not avoid these feelings. Society, the way it runs right now, is broken. It's out of balance. It's not sustainable. We need to immerse ourselves in these feelings before we will decide to get out of them and find a better way. However, most of humanity is also dulling their senses. Instead of getting more present, which evolution calls for, they are finding any way or means to switch off. Television, food, alcohol, drugs, sickness, hoarding, materialism, addictions, other people's lives, all are distractions from self, from feelings about reality. Instead of getting yin and deeply present, we do anything we can, yang, to run away from these feelings. What happens instead when we drop into the awareness of our discomfort is deep change. Change that inspires, shapes and moves our reality and often that of others to better themselves and their conditions. The grandmothers talk about this kind of contemplation being for the next seven generations. When we think deeply about how we are impacting and how we are impacted, we consider things long term. This is where true mindful change comes from. Notice how long term your thinking is. You will become aware that all avoidance techniques stem from short term gain type thinking. In order to live a balanced life, we must honour the way each polarity is here to guide us. For example, in global consciousness right now, it is the time of the feminine. This is what we're being led to. I couldn't even count how many conversations I've had with world changers in the last two years, where the conversation has been something like, I used to just push and feel this urgency to get my work out there, and now I just want to be. This is because they're feeling the difference in the energy. In the masculine, we are invited to produce. We want to affect. We need to move things, even if we have to use a lot of life force to shove them along. We need to see results, tangible, physical results. We need to measure and be measured. We need to see the manifestations and continue to take action towards them. If the pace slows down, it feels incorrect. There is always more to do in the non-stop purging of our potential into form. 
Perhaps you remember feeling like this in some way prior to the end of 2012. Can you remember wanting to make things happen and constantly trying to get things out there? As 2013 started, you may remember feeling confused. The usual zest with which you started the year was not there. You didn't feel like making too many goals and perhaps felt less inspired about achieving them. You let go of things a little, maybe your health, maybe your appearance, maybe the lawn could be a little longer. You treasured instead time for yourself. You wanted to spend time with others or with yourself. You wanted the pace to be slower. You craved this. Maybe you started to think about how your work life could reflect your newfound desires for internal freedom. Perhaps you found the old ways you were doing things just didn't work for you anymore. Maybe it felt like you didn't fit. As the polarity of the world changed, you would have been observing any masculine structures in your life and realising how they no longer fit you at all. Finding out how to move forward from this place has been a great challenge for many in the last seven years. In this first annual chakra cycle, we have been challenged to find other ways that are way outside any box we have ever before observed. Think about your life in the last seven years. Has it involved some major upheaval, reshuffling of your priorities and perhaps your physical life? You have been moved in some way from the masculine polarity to the feminine one by global consciousness. How has it affected you? Polarity is like the energizer or the energy sapper. If we are working with the right polarity for us, we are on fire. We have the Midas touch. Everything we work towards feels energizing. If we are going against the current of polarity that is trying to guide us, we are totally zapped of energy. We will feel like nothing we do is working. We will feel lacking in energy. Polarity then informs us about the directions that are good for us, the actions that are right for us. If we listen to how polarity guides us, we will go forward really well. I'm going to give you some examples of this from my own life to illustrate this point. Remember that family member I spoke of in the last module? They refused to let go of the masculine polarity and the constant control in their lives. They've now been in hospital for just over two months, had four operations and eventually an amputation because they could not work with the energy. Absolutely every single complication that was possible to have and even ones that have mystified hospital staff have happened. They've been going through the biggest pain of their lives. This is the polarity trying to highlight the way they suffer in their life. While they choose not to listen, the message gets very loud indeed. They must change to the feminine polarity or it will kill them. Their life force, like the exploding sun, has no more to give. Yang must switch to yin. Many people around the planet are having physical illness like this to guide them to readjust to a more healthy and joyous way to live. It's not just the physical realm that polarity commands balancing. The mental and spiritual also require this balance. When I first left Sydney, my husband moved to Shambhala six months before I did. When I eventually got up there to be with him full time, he was really depressed. I didn't understand it at the time, but the energy of the sacred land there was inviting him to take a deep look at his life and discover that he wasn't living his purpose and how he could do that. The start of that process was a super deep, dark depression, a frazzling funk, a period of deepest and darkest despair, yin. 
as a healer, I first wanted to fix what was wrong with him, which is very yang. But soon I realised he was just in the yin polarity. There wasn't anything wrong at all. He was just inside Mother Universe's womb, getting ready to birth something new about himself. At the same time, my work was on fire. I was having such a good time. I was downloading so many fun new things to play with consciousness and involvement. I was so yang and so rich with energy and vitality. I felt very distant from him at that time because his vibration was so opposite to the one I was working with. This happens in relationships that are long-term ones all the time. We often fail to recognize that one partner is being reorientated by the yin polarity and the yang-orientated person of the moment feels held back by the yin person who feels to the yang person like they are being quite a drag or killing their buzz. We each go through these transition points during the long-term relationships where we may be the yin person and our partner yang. For me, that happened when I moved to the new property where the retreat is going to be held. I had so much processing to do and my partner, like I had felt all those years before, was on fire. He was smashing it at work and so happy. I'm sure I felt like I was dragging him down because I was questioning what happiness was and how I needed to be, act and live to co-create this. That questioning of yin created so much change in my life for the better but just like I had done years before, my partner had to wait patiently for me to find my way through it. Yin cannot be hurried by yang. The more we try and hurry through the yin polarity, the longer we stay there to learn its lessons. Your work will have ebbs and flows of yin and yang. When you first start a role, you'll move from yin to yang, eventually feeling that you have supreme prowess at your position and know what you can do in every way. At some point in the future, you usually become disgruntled as your next growth spurt is on its way. Yin invites you to reassess. You do, you take some new action, and Yang then leads you to a new version of yourself and realisations of your full potential. Health is the same. We sit with things we don't like, Yin, until we've learned all we want to from them. Then we do something about it. Yang moves the energy along so we can get out of the stuck polarity and into one where energy is flowing again. Our spiritual journey often gives us this same motivation. Our first spirit guides can often lead us to experience all we can about ourselves, then they leave. This period of time, usually about four to six weeks when we start our development, is a messy yin time. We are dropped back into the source of ourself, which is still unknown to us makes us feel lost and unsure. Then, as we gain confidence with the new energy, we feel the presence of our new guide and Yang guides us again forward. We grow and the gifts we discover are bountiful. Mother Earth goes through these polarities also. Every time a volcano erupts, you'll notice it is happening in an area of the world where people are going through a great deal of emotional turmoil, where Yin needs correcting and balancing by Yang. The same is true for earthquakes, each one balancing out the stress of the energy affecting Mother Earth. A long time ago, we may not have had this capacity to influence the Earth in this way, but these days we are collectively a power that either influences for good or not. Our thoughts and feelings alone have the power to affect how Mother Earth experiences her energy. This is being shown over and again by collective meditation and its results in reducing crime rates and natural disaster phenomenons. I think I've already shared one of my experiences that we can affect the weather. 
as a storm brews around your home, try sending joyous love, still yin energy to dissipate the ferociousness of the yang energy. Calm heals storms, unless the electrical transference of the lightning is needed to balance Mother Earth's energy. In order to live in harmony with ourselves, we also need to witness that we each travel through the wisdom of both polarities at different times. This is okay. Next time you label a dark night of the soul as a bad thing, consider that it is just a process through yin energy to allow for some course corrections. This is a time to be celebrated. You are ready to grow into more of your essence self. Then next time you are pumping out the work, staying up till all hours of the morning because you love what you're doing and you can't get enough of it, and you have that thought that you should go to bed and you worry if you are doing too much, don't. You are working with yang energy. Let it dance out of you until it doesn't, and then rest. Notice where you are at with your relationships. Are you more yin or yang right now? Are your friends or lovers or children in the opposite polarity? Are you in yin or yang with your home, work, health, personal development, self-care, life purpose or family? How long have you been in these polarities? If you notice you've been stuck in yin for a long time, question if you are not learning what is to be learnt there. We often try and bypass yin whenever it is really uncomfortable, but in order to move through it, we must stay present in it. This is actually what allows it to move on more quickly. If you feel stuck in yin, take deep presence to the emotions of the situation. How does it make you feel? In an ideal world, what do those feelings motivate you to do? For example, if you hate your job and you dream of leaving it for another career, this could be a motivating force from the feelings. If you think the feelings are trying to get you to move careers, but you don't know how or what to do, stay open to insights. Ask your spiritual guidance before you go to sleep at night to send you some signs in the next day. Then pay attention to all the synchronistic experiences that happen for you. Follow the signs, even if it's scary. Take some small, relatively safe risks and see where they lead you. The action of yang will lead you out of yin. If you feel stuck in yang, totally overworked, with too much energy going out and not enough coming in, sit back and question how you feel about yin. Maybe there is an underlying belief that working hard makes you worthy, or you have to be a giver to be worthy. Perhaps you feel that people who don't do much are lazy or maybe they're wasting their life. Maybe there's a belief inside of you that you have a limited time on earth so you have to get it all done now. Perhaps you are doing to try and control and this is an attempt at trying to feel safe. To heal an overabundance of yang energy polarity in our lives, we must understand our motivations. The truth is, no one makes us work too much. Thrashing ourselves for others is our choice. By going within and understanding your motivations, you can decide if they are still right for you. To achieve what we came here for, which is the return to balance of yin and yang, we must allow the dance of these two polarities, where, just like the yin-yang symbol, one is never out of balance with the other for too long. Also notice there is a little bit of yin in yang and vice versa. 
So when you're in a major yin phase, you still have a little bit of yang. You don't just hide in bed till it's over. You'll probably do the things you have to, like go to work or pay your bills, but you won't try and do more than this. Vice versa, when you're in a yang phase, you may not meditate or do other still practices as much as you normally would. I often have students ask me about this as their practice changes. It's okay to feel like you need a break from your spiritual practices or to change them up from yin to yang when they are feeling stale. Like the earth spins, we too need yin and yang to cycle, to feel the life growing within us. Socially, we have some cleaning up to do within the sexes so we can bring balance back and become the healthy version of each polarity. Women need to regain their power. The sacred feminine is not bitchy or needy. It doesn't have any consciousness of victimhood in it. The sacred feminine is goddess incarnate. The closest example of this healthy polarity we see is Mother Earth. She balances herself out no matter what this requires. She creates life. For some women, this is made manifest in children, but it can also be the birth of ideas, businesses, projects or self. Mother Earth does not focus only on herself. She looks after her community, but she's also not afraid of letting that community have it when they get out of balance. The feminine takes what it needs to flourish and receive life, and it offers reverence for that. Every flower grows towards the sun, and it also shows it the beautiful petals the sun helps it to grow. The feminine acknowledges the masculine energy and part in her growth. The feminine is a contained unit, just like a planet. Inside, she balances her ecosystem. The only thing of any real value in that ecosystem is both life and the time it takes to create it. The feminine is slow, rests as much as she exerts, and manages to foster a tremendous amount of doing through her being. She stays within her space. She flows with other planets, holding the perfect balance of gravity so there is no collisions. She is at peace and beautiful in all she creates. Think about a modern woman's life in contrast to this. Women tear each other down. They are manipulative of each other and men. Their creativity is mostly void due to the fast-paced demands of life. There is no time to be to receive energy. Most women do not feel the masters of their space and in fact around the world many a woman's space is violated in one form or another. Most women are not at peace. Most men are also out of balance. Today they are dictators, ego-driven warmongers who damage life in all its forms for the sake of money, power or greed. They take instead of give to have no matter how much they already have. They feel entitled to take, whether this be through being perpetrators like rapists or the snag, the sensitive new age guy, who is flaccid and cannot exude any light to support anything. For this man, it's all about his needs being met and he has no further energy to support life anywhere else. Usually, so caught up in his routines or obsessions, he has detached from life completely. This man cannot hold masculine energy and cannot even make love without letting his partner down, frequently suffering from premature ejaculation. Sadly, the masculine is so out of balance and most men have no idea 
what they are required to change to, let alone how to get there. In contrast, the healthy masculine is brave. His total focus is on balancing his energy to ensure there is enough going in and enough going out. Both directions create a man who contributes, but he also respects his need for alone time to refuel. He is clear about his needs with his partner, but also very aware of hers. He neither needs to dominate nor be walked all over. He is aware of his gifts and his faults and accepts them all. He shares what he can, but also knows how to hold the feminine when it gets out of balance, helping to assert his gravity to re-stabilize her orbit. He does this without words or judgments, but from his own stability. He's an in-tune lover, not overwhelmed by the feminine energy as it calls forth from him. He feels recognized and is seen and known in his world as a very visible light that emanates. This complete man has no need to be anything other than he is. Therefore, he has no need to take anything from another. But he also recognizes his need to be seen and known by the feminine. Like the amazing sun that warms our planet every day, his light and contribution to life must be recognized for him to truly flourish. Think about these ideals of sacred masculine and feminine. How many people do you know that are really living them? Are you? For this module, I also want to talk about the future of our world a little. The yin nature of duality we are collectively moving into invites us to change some of our core beliefs and aspects of this reality. If you understand these, you'll be much more equipped to thrive. For so long, our society has been geared towards having. How much stuff you have is a measure of success. If you've been following any of the social, emotional or health indicators around the world, you will know that the pursuit of stuff or westernization of cultures leads to bad health, a drop in happiness and emotional discord. More is often less. Yin asks us to let go of stuff. So in a world where we are no longer resonating with having, you can ask, what are you holding on to? You may witness this new resonation. Much is now offered for free online. Music is shared rather than owned. People want tiny houses with necessities only and not so much responsibility of having. Yin invites us to be conscious. You can already see this. Companies that foster consciousness where the well-being of all and the flourishing of life are its primary directive are going great. Companies that are not thinking this deeply may have short-lived success, but this will only be momentary. Yin is translucent and transparent. In it we see the deeper layers. Things that are covert are being exposed. We want to know. We no longer want to be deceived. Yin invites stillness. Before, we had more energy to burn. Now there is less. We must prioritise where we spend our energy and slow down. We must immerse ourselves in an experience rather than expecting many experiences to fulfil us. Yin calls for quality over quantity. We are moving back to a time where even in manufacturing, we will want what is best and less of it. Yin calls for a deep stillness and awareness of our space. 
Of course, the largest space we all inhabit is the planet. So this not only means our homes must become our sanctuaries, but our planet must re-become the living sanctuary as it was gifted to us originally. Think about your offerings to the world and how you live. Do they align with this new paradigm? If you want them to flourish, they must. Yin is the creative flow of the birthing universe inside of us. Creativity, imagination, beauty and soulfulness comes from this place. It is where the goddess within whispers and if we are listening we will hear her emerging within us. It is time for the wrathful, vengeful dictatordom of the shadow masculine that takes and uses and just has what it wants to end. The broken masculine has been guiding this world and has nearly killed it. In the coming years, you will see life get more gentle as we won't accept anything else. You will see people genuinely being. I look forward to witnessing this transformation and reorientation back to life with you. Remember, it starts first with your own personal life. For this module, please witness how the feminine polarity exists in your world in week one. In week two, please consider how the masculine polarity is seen by you in your world. Then in week three, consider what corrections you think need to be made, both for yourself personally and for what you notice in the world. How can you be both the change you wish to see in the world and act out this being?